Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! As Roma mentioned earlier, I am married, um, and if you don't know, my husband uh, is Gareth, is the guy in the black um, outfit standing at the back. <laughs> yeah, that's Gareth. Um, so today I, I will have a couple of examples or stories um, to share about Gareth. Um, so thank you, uh, husband, for uh, letting me use you as examples. <laughs> so uh, let me begin. Uh, for those of you that know or don't know Gareth, um, he really loves rice. <laughs> and he has one motto, you know, rice is life. Um, he eats rice at every meal. Uh, well, except breakfast, because that's just too early. Um, but he will have rice at lunch, you know, at dinner, and at supper if he could. Um, and yeah, how many of you are also like Gareth? You know, you grew up having rice as part of your daily meal. You know, whether it's lunch or dinner, you need to have rice. Or maybe for others, it's, um, you know, you wake up having a cup of Milo with, you know, biscuits or crackers, or you, you know, must have like a slice of toast or a ham and cheese sandwich. Whatever it is, you have some thing that you do so frequently, it becomes like a part of you. It's a, it becomes a habit. Um, it becomes your identity. You know? It's something that you do with little to no effort. And if you don't do it, if you skip doing it, it feels weird. It feels incomplete. You know, so today, um, if you are taking down notes or if you're interested to know, the title uh, of my message today is Getting Into the Habit. So, uh, what is a habit? So, I was doing some research, I was looking into the dictionary, um, there are two uh, definitions of a habit. The first one is that a habit is a regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. For example, uh, I know some of us here start our day with a cup of coffee or two, or some of us here um, likes to have rice at every meal. And sometimes these things are hard to give up and you feel like if I don't do this, you know, it feels like I can't start my day right. Like, uh, or it feels weird. Um, for example, you know, every year as a church, uh, we participate in this thing called U-Turn, which is uh, 21 days of fasting and prayer leading up to Easter. And every year, Gareth will choose to give up eating rice for 21 days. So you can ask him later um, how hard it is uh, to give up eating and uh, doing you know, something that he likes doing, uh, this rice habit, um, for 21 days. You can ask him later. Yeah, so a habit is a regular uh, practice or a tendency that is hard to give up. You know, the second definition of a habit is a behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. So think about you know, things that you do uh, without even having to think about, like doing things on autopilot. Maybe it's uh, things like brushing your teeth in the morning, and the first thing you do, you need to go to brush your teeth. Or some people like to take a shower before they sleep. It's like something that you have to do and you don't even think about. Um, one example is um, Gareth and I used to live um, near the Shadwell station. So that's where I would go um, to take the tube to go to work every day. So now that we moved uh, slightly further away from Shadwell Station, uh, sometimes when I leave the house, you know, my brain just goes on autopilot and I start walking towards Shadwell Station. And then halfway there, I'm like, I kick myself in the head mentally. I'm like, you know, I just wasted my time walking 10 minutes there, but that's not where I'm supposed to go. And I have to like 
trudge all the way back the other way. Um, yeah, so I'm sure you're familiar with you know, doing things on autopilot without having to think about. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, I was, again, you know, doing this research into habits. Um, it says that you know, some studies show that up to 45% of the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis is not really making decisions, but it's actually due to habits. You know, like every day you need to wake up at 7, and after that you need to brush your teeth, and then maybe have a cup of coffee, and then go and take the tube. So, you know, things that you do every day, the same thing. And um, maybe that's also why there are so many books out there about forming habits. You know, whether it's habits to be more effective, habits to be more successful, habits to be a better entrepreneur, you name it, um, there is a book for it. Um, I have a picture um, of some books um, that are quite popular. You may or may not have seen or read about them before, but they're quite popular. Um, books to help you, you know, uh, form new habits uh, for the new year. Or um, there is this one book in the center, uh, the top center from Stephen Covey. It's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, when I was much younger, my mom actually bought me this book to read. But I'm not sure whether it was successful or not because I don't really remember any of the habits. So, sorry, mom. Um, yeah, so there's always books. And there's also um, the world telling us to get into different kinds of habits. For example, the world might say, okay, if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, you know, you need to drink like two liters of water a day. You need to walk 10,000 steps a day. Um, if you want to be more productive, you need to get into uh, setting um, you know, a schedule for the day, you need to learn how to prioritize. There are all these different like habits that are good. These are all well and good. Not saying that they're bad, they're really good. Um, but I do believe that there is one habit that we as Christians need to all start getting more into, and that is to pray. You know, sometimes it sounds simple. Um, you know, praying, yeah, sounds simple. Um, and sometimes we take it for granted. You know, we think that, yeah, God knows everything, right? He knows my situation. He knows what I need. He knows what I like, what I don't like. Um, so why do we need to pray, right? So that leads me to our first point. Why should we pray? So think of prayer as a way um, that we communicate with God. I'm sure you have friends and family that you talk to, that you go to. You know, you tell them about your day. Uh, you tell them, you know, your ups, your downs, what's happening in your life. Um, you know, cry on your shoulder or whatever it is, there's someone that you go to um, to talk to. But sometimes, you know, we get frustrated um, because maybe our friend is only like half listening, uh, not really listening, don't really care, and we get frustrated. But not with God. You know, when we pray, God hears us. And God wants to hear from us. So I'm going to turn to a few um, verses that I wanted to highlight as well that God hears us when we pray. The first one is Psalms 66, verse 17 to 20. And I think XTV should um, also have it um, on the screen. I'm reading from the NIV version, but whatever version you have, it is still God's word. Um, so it says, I cried to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. 
So it's wonderful to just even see and be encouraged by that. When we pray, God hears us, and He not only doesn't reject it, but He doesn't withhold His love from us either. Um, another verse that I wanted to read is from Jeremiah 33, verse 3. And it says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things that you have not known. So when we call to God, you know, He hears us. You know, the second reason why, you know, I believe that we should pray is because it draws us closer to God. Just like how we build relationships with our friends and for family is through communicating and spending time with them. Similarly, God wants us to spend that time communicating and talking to Him. Uh, in Psalms, uh, 145, verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to all who call on Him. To all who call on Him in truth. God draws near when we call on Him, when we pray, when we talk to God, He draws near to us. So yes, we talk to God because um, it helps us draw nearer to Him and we share our deepest desires, our frustrations, everything with God. But it's also for an, an opportunity for God to um, speak to us. You know, when, you, when you're talking to your friend or when you're talking to your family member, it's not just one way. You, just, you don't just like talk at them, but you also pause for the other person to respond or to say something or to tell you something about themselves as well. So prayer, I believe, is not just us talking to God or talking at God, like, God, this is my problem, A, B, C, D, E, da, 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 da. But it's also for God to respond, um, to tell us what He wants to say. So in, in, if you go back to Jeremiah 33, it says, Call to me and I will answer you. So it's not just call to me, full stop, but it's call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you have not known. So it's us listening to what God wants to say to us. You know, God may speak to us in different ways. Um, in the Old Testament, uh, He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. That might not happen with all of us. But sometimes, God speaks simply by giving us peace. Um, in Philippians 4, 6-7, to it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. He doesn't say that if you pray, your problems will disappear, you will become rich, you will get that promotion. It doesn't say that. It just says that when you pray, the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. The peace of God will surround you and will fill you, even though you may still have to go through that challenging situation. You may still have to face that exam, but the peace of God will go with you. So, um, moving on to my second point, I talked about why should we pray. And my second point is when. When should we pray? You know, if you look through the Bible, there are many instances of uh, prayer. Whether in the Old Testament or New Testament, different people have prayed. 
Daniel has prayed, King David has prayed, you know, Paul has prayed. There's so many different people that we can learn from. But as one person that I would like us to look at a little bit today is Jesus. You know, throughout his entire ministry and life, the Bible has recorded Jesus praying uh, quite a number of times. Um, but there are two uh, occasions where Jesus prayed that I wanted us to look at today that we can also learn from about when we should pray. So the first one is, uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with the story of uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. Um, you know, there were 5,000 5, uh, men and maybe even more, including the women and children, uh, that were listening to him uh, talk. And then they were all hungry and there was basically no food except for this little boy who had five loaves of bread and two fish. And God, um, you know, blessed um, the occasion and Jesus was able to uh, multiply that in order to be able to feed 5,000 men. And so the, what I want to focus on is not... That story, which most of us already know, but what happened immediately after, which maybe some of us will just you know, glance through and focus more on the story, but not what happened after. So in Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 46, this is what was recorded as happening immediately after that miracle. So immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. So imagine this. Imagine that you just had a great day, you know, everything was going well, you accomplished something, your prayer was answered, and you're so happy, and you're so excited. Naturally, your first instinct will be like to text someone, to tell someone, you know, to celebrate. But in this instance, you know, Jesus just performed a miracle. He fed 5,000 men with just two fishes and five loaves. But the first thing that Jesus did was to go away on his own to pray. To me, it speaks of humility. Now, it doesn't record, you know, what Jesus prayed about. But still, to me, it speaks of his humility. You know, his focus and priority was still on God, not about his achievements or accomplishments, but his focus was still on God. So the question, when should we pray? I believe one of the instances when we should pray is when we achieve success. You know, when we're successful, when things are going well. Let's not forget to pray by giving thanks to God. And when we pray, it helps us to remember that it's not us, but it's God. It helps to protect us um, from thinking that, you know, look at me, I am so great, I accomplished this. But rather, it helps us to focus our attention on the one person who made it possible. Look at God. Look at what He did for me. Yeah, so that's the first example. Um, you know, when should we pray? When things are going well in your life, pray. The second instance where Jesus prayed is found in Luke 22, verse 39 to 44. Cool. Thanks, XTV. Um, so, this is when uh, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives to pray. Uh, so, it says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He then withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed. 
Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. It's really, really dramatic, but it paints a picture of Jesus praying so intensely that he was sweating. How many of us can say that we've prayed so intensely that, you know, drops of sweat uh, came down our face? I have not, but yeah. Um, this is a story for just a little bit of context as well. This is what happened moments before Judas came um, with some guards to arrest Jesus. So Jesus already knew what was going to happen. You know, he knew that he was going to be betrayed and uh, he was going to be uh, brought before um, the court and also eventually be crucified. Yet, what he chose to do was to pray earnestly for God's will to be done and also for strength to face the challenge ahead. So my encouragement is, when should we pray? When you face challenges when you don't know what lays ahead, when the road ahead is going to be bumpy, it's going to be hard, pray. Um, this passage just reminds me uh, of submission. You know, Jesus prayed for God's will to be done. And he didn't just ask for, you know, his own desires. Of course, his, you know, as, as uh, humans, you know, sometimes we desire a lot of things. Um, we want things to go a specific way. God, I want this and this and this and this to happen. But here Jesus is teaching us, God, your will be done, not mine. Even though I may have to go through like really challenging situations ahead, um, but let's pray earnestly and intently that God will give us the courage to face unknown or challenging circumstances. So in, if you read in the Gospels as well, um, different authors have recorded Jesus praying um, very often. Uh, you will find him praying early in the morning, uh, late at night, or even all throughout the night. So if Jesus prayed all the time, then even more should we, regardless of what the situation is, whether you are having a great day, everything is going well, um, you know, you're on the mountaintop, or if you feel like you're in the valley, um, things are not going well, and you're frustrated, and you don't know what to do, pray. You know, sometimes we use the phrase, I'll pray about it. You know, sometimes people ask us, so, what are you going to do? Are you going to pick option A or B? Uh, would you like to serve? Would you like to come early and help us uh, set up? And, you know, we often throw out the word, I'll pray about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next time you say, I'll pray about it, um, let it not just be you know, an excuse or just a lip service to you know, shut the other person up, but let it be an earnest intention to seek God when you say, I'll pray about it. Cool. Which uh, leads me to um, my third and last point. We talked about why we should pray, when we should pray. Um, the third one is a little bit more of a practical kind of um, uh, point, which is how should we pray? So earlier in my introduction, I talked a little bit about habits. Um, do you know that habits are actually different from routines? So again, I was doing some reading into habits. Um, I found this article, um, the Harvard Business Review article about habits. 
Um, I'm, ju I'm just going to read what it says. It says that a habit is a behavior done with little or no thought. Whereas a routine is a series of behaviors frequently and intentionally repeated. To turn a behavior into a habit, it first needs to become a routine. So to turn a behavior into a habit, it first needs to become a routine. And the article goes on to say, unlike habits, routines are uncomfortable and require effort. For example, waking up early to run every morning is a ritual that is initially hard to keep up. You know, habits, on the other hand, are so ingrained in your daily lives that it feels strange not to do them. You know, imagine not brushing your teeth before bed or not drinking a cup of coffee with breakfast. So a few weeks back, Gareth um, shared a uh, message about consistency. And he said to be consistent, uh, all we need to do is to start small and to keep going. So how should we pray? Let's start small and make an effort to repeat it again and again until it becomes a routine. Yes, that may require effort and conscious thinking about it, you know, again and again until it becomes a routine. And then again and again and again some more until it becomes a habit in our lives. But you may say, okay, that's well and good. Start small and keep going. But where do I even start? Maybe some of us don't feel comfortable, you know, praying out loud in a big group. Or you feel like, I do, I'm not eloquent. I don't have the right words to say. I don't know what to say. So where do I even start? You know, starting small with prayer can be as simple as reading aloud the Lord's Prayer. The one in Matthew 6, 9 to 13, that says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, you can go check it out. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Yeah, we can simply start small by just reading that daily before we start the day. Or even like the verse in Philippians 4, 6 to 7 that I shared earlier, can just simply spend a few minutes each day just giving thanks to God for you know, the day whether you are commuting to work, to school, or you're coming back from work or coming back from school, just spending a few minutes just thanking God for that day. Um, I've been doing this recently. Uh, before I start my work day, I will pray, just a very simple prayer, you know, thank, thanking God for my job, thanking God for the people that I get to work with, but also asking God uh, for help to be integrous and to be excellent at work, meaning not to be lazy <laughs> and, not to, and to give my best, um, but also uh, to be Christ-like, for opportunities to be Christ-like to the people at my workplace. Yeah, so just some examples of ways to start small um, so we don't feel like it's such a mountain that we have to climb. Yeah. Um, just wanted to uh, invite the worship team up. Uh, before I even close. So before something becomes a habit, it needs our conscious effort and intention. So if we want prayer to become a habit in our lives, we need to make that conscious effort and decision to start somewhere. It's okay if it's only one minute or a few sentences. It's okay if, you know, we don't have 
all the words uh, to use, just something simple. It's just like when you are learning how to you know, play a new instrument, like the piano or the drum, or if you're learning how to play a new sport like volleyball or badminton. You know, you don't start with the most complex moves. You don't start with the hardest, most technical skill. You start with the basics. You learn the, the basics, the, the easiest ones first, and you repeat it again and again and again until it becomes muscle memory. Then, you, you know, you can, you can do the basics, and then you move on to the next more complex skill. So that's the same with prayer. So my encouragement to all of us is that let's start small and practice the small steps, just small prayers, quick prayers, no matter how short or how quick it is, just, just do it. Once we practice with the small steps, we become more comfortable with it, and then slowly but surely it becomes something that is ingrained in our daily lives. So my, my encouragement to all of us here today is to let's make prayer a habit and not just something that we do only when we need something from God. Let's make prayer a part of our everyday life, whether we're having a good day or a bad day. Let's continue to pray. There are two groups of people that I want to pray for and pray with today. The first group of people are those that are feeling like you know, you want to get back into the habit of prayer. You feel like you've not had this contact or communication with God for a while now. Or you don't know where to start. So if that's you, I would like to pray with you today. I just want to pray and thank you for the different ones that are here today. Lord, you know and you see. You know what's going on in our lives. You know the frustrations. You know the ups and the downs. You know every single detail of our lives. But yet, God, you want to hear from us. You want us to talk to you. So Lord, I pray for the different ones that are here today. They are finding it hard to start. They are finding it hard to come back to you. Lord, I pray that they'll be able to start small. Lord, I pray that you encourage them. You fill them with your peace and your love. And you show them who you are. Even when they pray a simple prayer that's just one sentence. But that's okay. So Lord, I pray that you encourage them and you set a fire in their heart once they start to continue and to keep going. Lord, I pray that especially for us, those of us that have very busy days and lots of things going on and, and different agenda that we have to get to each and every day, Lord, I pray that we don't forget to start the day or to even end the day with prayer and with, with thanksgiving. Lord, we just want to thank you and remember how good you are to us. We want to remember how you've brought us through the different seasons, how you've shown up for us in the past, and how you will continue to show up for us again and again. 
so God, we want to thank you. Even though we may have been far away, we thank you, God, that you are gracious and you're merciful. And you still invite us back into your presence. You still call out to us and say, Come, my child, come. God is not prejudiced. He doesn't look at our past. He doesn't look at our mistakes. He doesn't look at how we look like. He doesn't look at our failures or our victories. God's just inviting us to come. Would you come and talk to me? I want to hear from you and I want to tell you so many things that you can never imagine. So I just want to pray over all of us today as we even go back and in the coming days, let's remember to spend that time in prayer, make it a routine and make that routine into a habit. And the second group of people that I want to pray for today are those of us that are facing challenges or some big decisions that you have to make, whether in the coming days, in the coming weeks, or in the coming months. If that's you, I would like to pray with you today. prayed when he was about to be arrested he said God let your will be done not mine and we don't know why sometimes we have to go through challenges or some big decisions that we have to make and we don't know which way to go but God we know that you know and you are the author and the finisher of our faith and we know that you have the best plans in store for us and we can hold on to that and we thank you Lord that you have the best plans in store for us I just also want to read from Psalms 118 verse 5 to 6 it says when hard pressed I cried to the Lord he brought me into a spacious place the Lord is with me I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? If you're facing some challenges or some big um, forks in your road ahead, just wanted to encourage you that God is with you. When you're feeling pressed on all sides, God is with you. When you cry out to Him, God is with you and you don't have to be afraid. I just want to pray over different ones here who may be facing this challenge ahead. It may not necessarily mean that God will take away the challenges, but God is saying He is here with you. And you don't have to be afraid. He will give you peace to guard your heart, even though you may have to walk through this valley. But He will give you that peace and that strength to walk through that valley. long as we call out to Him. So God, we just want to thank You that You are our anchor and You are our hope. In the midst of trials, in the midst of valleys, 
you are our hope that we can hold on to. Lord, we thank you that when we call, you answer. And you're never too far away. So Lord, I pray when we call, will you answer us? Would you fill us with your peace and your courage and your strength to go through the unknowns and the challenges that lay ahead? Lord, we thank you above all that you are good. Even when the situation doesn't look like it's good, we still choose to say that you are good. Even when we know that the road ahead is hard, we'll choose to say that you are good. Sometimes you want to believe, but we find it hard to believe. But let's just continue to say and proclaim that God is good despite the situation. what we're preparing for in the coming weeks Lord would you speak to us would you comfort us Lord would you tell us that it's okay it's gonna be okay I will take care of you and God we just want to thank you for what you have in store for us for the testimonies and the stories of what you have in store for us that is going to be even better than what we can imagine so Lord, we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.